more grace, and thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Here's today's message. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say glory to, glory to God. Thank you. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's get straight into the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the what? It's my assignment to see to it that you are getting this, that you are growing, that you're being challenged, that the word of God is really doing what it's supposed to do. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We're going to read it in the New King James Version. Um, please see to it that uh, you uh, should be able to read this together. We're going to put it on the screen, but as much times as we have done it, you should be about knowing it by heart now. Right? Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 10. Let, let's read it together. We're going to read it all the way to verse 17. What does it say? Come on. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power. Everybody read it out loud. Everybody. Come on. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Now, um, we've been reading this consistently and I told you that I don't think it's by accident or coincidence that Paul uses individual pieces. And somebody would say, well, well, if each piece didn't mean something different, why would Paul uh, differentiate each piece? And of course, I think that sometimes we got to understand that we're dealing with the Roman culture and when they went to war. But I, I think what he really wants you to understand is nobody goes to war with a breastplate without a helmet. You, you know, you, you, I hope you wouldn't go to war at that time and would have your feet protected, but don't have your waist protected. If you had sense, you would have enough sense to put on the what? Whole armor. So I think he's really trying to get us to understand that you don't put on a portion of the armor, but you got to cover everything. Look at somebody shout, cover everything. Okay. And one principle that we've said continually on this is knowledge and it's what? Come on. I can't hear you. You still said it quiet. Try it again. One more time. Say it again. And there's another principle that I gave on Tuesday uh, for you all that don't think that Tuesday is a time for you to um, uh, uh, have a break from church. Amen. Some of you don't come unless I'm here, but but you need to. Stay in this word. But the last principle that I gave, I'm going to see who was paying attention because I preach it in Jacksonville. So I'm going to see who in Charlotte was paying attention to that principle. What was that principle? Come on. Say it again. A look into the past. 
Say it again. One more time. And I told you that there's something you need to understand because your present right now is a sum total of your past. Where you are right now is a sum total of the decisions that you've made over the last five years. Of the last 10 years. You can try to blame everybody you want to blame, but you need to be honest with yourself and say you made some bad decisions. Okay? And your present right now is the sum total of that. As a matter of fact, today is going to be your tomorrow's yesterday. Now, that, that, that's very important, and I really want you to understand that. You need to take inventory of your life because you need to ask yourself, why am I here? Why am I in the place I'm in? I know you want to blame somebody else, but the truth of the matter is other people have been through some of the same things you've been through and they are not where you are. I don't want to be insensitive. You're not the first person to be molested. You're not the first person to be taken advantage of. You're not even the first person to be abandoned. Other folk have been abandoned. Other folk have been hurt. Other people have been let down. Other people have been through things in church. This, this, you, you ain't the only one been hurt in church. All right, all right. But everybody ain't affected the same way. Because it's a decision. Look at somebody say, it's a decision. So you need to pay attention to the decisions that you made in the past because every yesterday made a contribution to the day. Every decision you made over the last year made a contribution to where you are right now. How many things did you buy that you didn't need to buy? Come on, demons coming out right now. Y'all quiet in here. How many things you ate that you shouldn't eat? I, I, I know every yesterday is a contribution to the day. I tried to, I, I tried to, t I tried to uh, button a shirt yesterday. No, what, what, yesterday was Saturday. I tried to button it Friday. And that's when that scripture, that, that's when it came to pass. That, a look into the past. <laughs> Had to think about what I've been eating over the past. But it's true. You're the weight you are now because of the decisions you made. I know you won't blame me. My metabolism is just low, and I'm getting old, and I just can't lose weight. No, you stop it. Because you, you can trick your body and speed it back up. Are you listening to me? So everywhere you are is because of the decisions that you made. If you offended today, it's because you got to, if you offended today, it's because you chose to be yesterday. You ain't got no friends. It's because you chose not to be friendly. Because he that hath friends. Okay. So wherever you are is a result of decisions that you have made. Okay. So one thing we said is put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to do what? Stand against the what? Wiles of the devil. What else you going to have to deal with? Evil day. What else you going to have to deal with? Try it again. What are the three things? Come on. Wow. Come on. Come on. Try it again. I can't hear you. Come on. Yeah. And we sum that up to these three things that just been ringing in your spirit all through this series. What are they? Come on. 
Come on. Don't be scared to say it. Say it louder. One more time. Look down your road. Say them things are powerful. Now remember how I said a look into the past will help you understand the present. Now I know by the spirit that when I said that the enemy dropped a thought in somebody's head of the scripture that say forgetting those things which are behind you. Because I told you now the devil will use the Bible. Go to Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. I said, prophet I know you're talking about looking in the past but the Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 verse 13 come on brethren I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do what? Doing what? Forgetting what? So some of you will say, well, prophet, I can't look into the past. Because Paul said, this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. But forgetting those things which are behind doesn't mean forgetting everything that's behind. He didn't say forgetting everything. He said forgetting those things. Let me ask you something. Who remember when you got saved? Is that the past? You want to forget it? Who remember when you got filled with the Holy Ghost? Yes. Is that in the past? Yes. Do you want to forget it? No. Watch this. Who remember the first time you heard God speak to you? Yeah. Oh, my shallah. Yeah. Amen. Two ways. You know, sometimes it's in, I, I get into that a little, a, a little differently. You know, sometimes God will speak. Most of the time he'll speak here. But I, I, I've had God. I've had God while I'm in the bed. Shake me. And say, wake up, I won't talk to you. That's audible voice. Only, uh, I ain't heard that many times. Just twice. Twice in my life. Where I heard his voice talk to me like I'm talking to you. But most times it ain't here. It's here. Whatever it is, it's in the past. Give me Romans chapter 15 verse 4. So you can't forget everything in the past. And I'm saying that because when you have Bible knowledge, you can dispel even the thoughts that the enemy will try to give you with Bible. Verse four, whatsoever things were written when? Were written for our what? So the Bible said anything that was written, even in the Old Testament, was written for your what? Learning. Guess what? That's in the past. Amen. Married folk. You ought to remember when you met that person. Because if you don't remember, there's going to be a problem in that house. I wish you would forget that anniversary. See when they manifest on you. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, First Peter chapter 5. So all I'm telling you is just because the word of God said forget those things, he's not telling you to forget everything because you have to look in your past to make sure you don't repeat some of it. My God, you can learn from your past. Are you listening to me? Okay, First Peter chapter five, verse eight, and I, and I want to say something about those thoughts, ideas. I, I don't get ahead of myself. I'm just so I'm so full. First Peter chapter five, verse eight. It says, "Be sober and be vigilant, 
Because your adversary, the who? Not white people. Not black people. Not your boss. Not that person, not your ex-husband, not your ex-wife, not that person on your road. That is not your adversary. Because we don't wrestle against what? Like people get mad at me, I get it, that they want black power, white power. I'm in the, G, I'm in the Holy Ghost power. Because it ain't according to your race, it's according to your faith. See, you can't get no black, we won't get a black thing and white thing. Let me tell you something. When you got that faith and you got that word working, you can surpass people, don't care what color you are. Amen. Amen. I'm born again. If any man be in Christ, he's a what? So your adversary is who? Not the government. Say with me. Not your record. You know, they're against the black man. They're trying to keep us down. And they're trying to stop us. And I got all this stuff on my record and all that crazy stuff. I'm not telling you those things are not real. I'm telling you it's not the plight of the believer. Because you got something supernatural working for you. I'm not limited by, how, by, by no situation around me because I don't live from the outside in. I live from the what? Inside out. Okay. Your adversary is who? The devil. Walks about like a what? Now we found out that he ain't no lion. But one thing we talked about the other day is that the devil is a what? Liar. That's right. The devil is a liar. He's a liar and a what? Deceiver. All oh, that shouting. He's a what? He's a what? He's a what? And a what? He's a what? Anna. He's a what? Anna. He don't never tell the truth. So he goes about as a roaring lion. He's not a lion. Jesus is a lion of the tribe of Judah. But the reason he goes about as a roaring lion is he wants to frighten you with his roar. Think about it. When you think about the lion being the king of the jungle, it's really interesting because he's not the strongest animal in the jungle. There are animals bigger than him. There are animals stronger than him. There are animals faster than him. But no animal is louder than him. You missed that. I said no animal is louder than him. And when the enemy plants thoughts, ideas, and suggestions they are so loud it'll drown out the truth the reason that lion is so powerful is because before you can do anything he can release a roar to paralyze you and how many of you have been paralyzed by the roars of the enemy that told you you're not going to make it and the Lord told me the other day, he said, stop, he said, stop saying, stop, he, he said, stop imitating the devil like the enemy going to say, you're not going to make it. Because he's an accuser, he always turns it to the, to the first person where you don't say, he don't say, you're not going to make it. He actually gets you to say, 
I'm not going to make it. Because I told you, he imitates in your voice. So we have you saying, I done got too old. I'm not going to make it. I'll never be married. I'll never be happy. I'll never have a business. I'm going to fail. I'm going to die. I die when I get ready. See, see, y'all don't believe that, do y'all? Look down your road and tell them, I'm not dying until I want to die. 103. Pastor Butler been saying that for a long time. Amen. He said he ain't dying to 103. Now, when you get to 103, is you going to try to reach for 104 or what? You might? Okay. <laughs> Amen. 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 All right. Now, you have what you want. So he whispers in your ear and have you saying stuff like, I'll fail if I start a business. I ain't special. I don't have no special gift. Ain't nothing unique about me. I look at all these other people with gifts. Why I don't have nothing special about me? I ain't saved. Ain't no way in the world I'm saved the way I just cuss that person out. If they knew what I was thinking, they'll show. I know I ain't saved. I ain't saved. Cause man, I just cussed that woman out down walking in front of me. I gave her a piece of my mind. Am I helping somebody? All right, but 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 he's seeking. But but you gotta understand, he's seeking whom he seeking whom he seeking whom he, which means you got to play his game in order for him to devour you. You got you to gotta play with him. And we know how he comes. Through what? Come on. Come on. I asked God. I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, there's a problem here. Because I see people who really want to change, but can't change. And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, because... They are changing their conscious mind, but not the subconscious one. Now, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Your conscious mind knows that when you learn how to drive, you're supposed to put your hands at the 10 and the 2. But half of us, <laughs> keep your hands at the bottom, you know. Got review mirrors, don't even look at them. Turn all the way. Wait, wait. Say, I'm going somewhere. Now, watch this. Listen to me. Stay with me now. Stay with me. 
your, your conscious mind knows how to drive. But most of us don't drive consciously. Most of us drive subconsciously. There are times you made it home and you don't even know how you got there. Come on, y'all know I'm telling the truth. But you got there with your subconscious. Now, can I, can I help somebody? Now, the, the, the conscious mind, Dr. Carr did an excellent message today on the mind. I, I put it up. The, the mind, okay, the mind makes decisions. That's that conscious mind. But your subconscious mind is a record. Of everything you've ever been through. Every trauma, every pain, every disappointment, every sin, everything you've ever been through is in your subconscious mind. But this is what I learned that's so powerful. Mess me up. The subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between past and present. So even though it's in your past, if it's in your subconscious and you operate from it, every situation in your life, you begin to make decisions from that place. So you were in a relationship that hurt you. But now you're in a new one, but your subconscious mind don't know it's new. The subconscious mind just know it's a relationship. And so it's going to operate from the trauma that you went through. And now you got something new in your life, treating it like the past. Now, there's only one way. There's only one way that you change your subconscious is by repetition. The reason your, self, your subconscious mind was able to ride home by itself is because it got in a habit of going home. I know you don't recognize, I'm gonna show you something else you do. Every time you're in the shower, you wash everything the same way. Either you start on the left or you start on the right. You do it. It's the truth. It's what you call your MO. It's how you do everything consistently. Whenever you order a meal, whenever you eat certain foods, you eat them the same way. Either you start with the meat first or you start with your sides first. But it's based on repetition the problem is you are not repetitious enough when it comes to changing the things that you need to change you have to stay at it stay with me you can you in he worthy what you have to do is 
you have to, Dr. Clark said this, I thought was so powerful. She said, you need to learn to find out what your triggers are and then find scriptures that address the trigger. See, don't just find scriptures on the mind because your mind ain't the problem. Your, your, what's the issue is the trigger. So if my trigger is confusion, I need to find scriptures that, that the end where God promised me peace and repetition. I need to know my triggers. I say you need to know your triggers. You need to know what makes you feel uncomfortable. Uh-oh, why, why am I feeling this way? You need to know it. So that you don't think you acting normal when you're really responding from your subconscious because of your trigger. I hope y'all getting this. So here's somebody trying to have a conversation with you, talking to you, and to you, you making sense. But the only reason you making sense to you is because you ain't being honest with yourself about your trigger. So you got to be able to have a conversation and say, you know what? I'm not mature enough to be in this space because I'm not healed and it still triggers me. Because once I'm healed, I'm no longer triggered. So here's somebody have to, not, not, not everybody, whoever you meet, friends, have to waste themselves on you. Because you won't grow up. I have to overcompensate. All because you had a trauma that you won't address. He can only devour you if you fail to maintain your thought life. And the only way he has access into your life is through your mind. God speaks to me. When y'all hear me walk up to people and tell them their name, I didn't hear no voice say, oh. His name is Jamie. I didn't hear it like that. Watch this. Watch this. I let this mind. I volunteered my mind and told, hit, told my mind, you need to move out the way for this next hour because I need my mind to be his mind. And God know his name. So now that it ain't my mind, I can trust the thought. Because it ain't my mind. So if I walk up to him and a thought comes, Jamie. I can walk up to him and say, how you doing, Jamie? He said, oh my God, how that man know my name? But it wasn't my mind. 
So then I'm sitting in service and I'm ministering and I'm talking to you. Pastor, all in my business, he is just coming down. My, how he know my business? But I don't. I have, I have uh, 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 submitted my mind to his mind. So the only way the enemy can enter into your life is through your mind. And he give you thoughts all the time. I mean, sometimes the devil will come and prophet convoys. He'll say, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> you be hearing me. I ain't got nothing. It, it don't, all I'm saying is, he comes through what? Come on. Come on. Uh, Eve was devoured all because she didn't maintain her thought. The Bible says he's not coming to play with you. He's coming to what? Devour you. Now, let's sit there and think for just a moment. How many marriages have been undermined by a thought? The woman you was in love with all of a sudden can't satisfy you. You become dissatisfied with the person you was in love with all because of a. You, 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 you're not happy with your house because the enemy has given a suggestion that somewhere else is better. So now you're busy trying to get out of something that you don't even know if it's as good as the thought. Am I helping somebody? It's day through my window. I watch her as she passes I say to myself, you're such a lucky to have a girl. It's truly a dream come Out of all the fellas in the world, she belongs to me. But guess what? Now it was Y'all ain't saying stop, stop, stop. Thoughts. I want you to see this. Have you ever taken time to listen? It says, soon we'll be married. And raise a family. A cozy little home out in the country with two children made. I said, Can you lie? Now, 
Here's the part that gets me. I'm done. It says, just my imagination running away with me. Then the end part says, I never met her, but I can't forget her. Never even met her. He had a whole family with two children and it was just his imagination is strong. How many, how many people have you come up with whole stories about you and about them and you don't even Don't know their first name. Don't know their last name. Amen. Yolanda said, color. But hear what I'm saying? But you create whole narratives. Somebody dressed nice. Who they trying to impress? Now, why can't people just want to dress nice? Why everybody dressing nice got to want somebody? Maybe I want me. Just because I dress up don't mean I'm going out with somebody. I'm going out with me. You see? serious you know you see somebody missing from church you immediately they done failed they done backslid I ain't seen them in church about two three weeks they done left God and don't let them come back and sit in the back I told you they had left God Or, or you leave and don't be here a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and the enemy tells you, everybody watching you. If you, if you, you come back, they see you. Let somebody look at you fine. They must have seen what I posted on social media. <laughs> Let me go take that post down real quick, because... I'm not used to them looking at me like that. I see y'all think I'm kidding, but I'm telling you the truth. Thoughts. You, you, you got to maintain this. How many, how, many, how many healings have been robbed? You know God healed you. But then a pain hit you. And you say, I ain't healed. 
Still, I walked through the airport the other day. I told you, I be speaking the words, and I'm young. No pain, no aches. And boy, a pain hit me. And I said, well, Lord, maybe it do come with age. And I started thinking like Pastor Bell did. Pray the Lord, say amen. Amen. Pastor Bell's a lot of doctors. But he was saying, so all I'm saying, I, 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 I start, you know, <laughs> but with his stripes. I am. Yeah. The enemy will rob you. You'll be declaring I'm blessed. Then you look at that account. I, I, Pastor, you, all that shouting about shouting, I'm, I'm blessed. And what my account say? My account say, but you did your account. God, like y'all count, don't talk. Sometimes you be so broke you don't even want to look. You just erase the app off your phone. I don't want to look at this. Pastor Thomas, I'm a supernatural deposit coming. I ain't never seen no supernatural. And every time I get a check, ain't number two, three dollars. I'm sick of them two dollar checks. Ideas, thoughts. You're nobody. Nobody love you. You're not valuable. You don't mean nothing. He give you those thoughts. John 13. Boy, John 13. I don't know if you ever think about the privilege it would have been to walk with Jesus. And I know a lot of you think that you would have no problem believing God if you walked with him. But it actually would have been harder to believe he was God had you walked with him. Because after you saw him multiply bread, you saw him boo boo. Y'all know Jesus boo boo. See how y'all would be honest. Y'all think Jesus had a holy stomach with a supernatural digestive system. He boo boo and it smelled. Just like yours. Now say with me. Say with me now. Say with me. Now imagine. Imagine. A man who you just saw. Get off the toilet. You just saw him get off the toilet. Imagine. Him walking up to you. Thomas. Um, I am that I am. Excuse me? Not the way you smell. Okay, say with me now. Say with me. So, I, 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 I told you, I don't think we recognize how much of a man he was. He was musty. When he woke up in the morning, his breath stank. Are you listening to me? Okay, now. Have you ever thought about the, 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 but the blessedness to have been able to walk with a man who took two fish, five loaves of bread, 
and multiplied it. Not 5,000. That was 5,000 men, not including women and children. Imagine the bread multiplying in front of them. Okay. Imagine walking with a man who walked up to a man who had been dead and smelling for years, for days. Decomposition has set in. Listen, whenever your breath leave your body and you die, decomposition takes place immediately. Four days. And this man, all he does is says, Lazarus, come forth. And this man gets up. Imagine being in the crowd when a woman who is smelling bad because she's had an issue of blood. Blood won't dry up. Carrying a stench. You're walking with him and all she does is touch him. Imagine, imagine being in the processional that Jesus interrupted. Headed to go bury somebody. And Jesus shows up and stops the funeral. Imagine being friends with Bartimaeus. Who has never seen in his life. And all Jesus does is speak to him. His eyes come open. Well in John 13 chapter. This man in verse 2. Has been with him. All three and a half years but somehow hanging with Jesus doesn't perfect your thoughts if I just get in his presence and I just worship him it'll get my thoughts together Judas was with him walked with him saw every miracle yet when Satan was walking looking for somebody to devour he was able to get somebody who had been hanging with Jesus all because he did not guard his thoughts Come here, Judas. Judas, if you get rid of him, maybe they'll praise you. You see this money you holding, Judas? If you kill him, you could take it all. Thoughts. You hanging with people. And you think that because you see people in church, they're sane. And so many people in the sanctuary 
are insane. Shouting, dancing, prophesying, praying. But it's crazy as a bed bull. And he enters in. The enemy will let you sit right in here while I'm teaching and a plan of thought. Pastor just called me crazy. Pastor talking about me. Now it's a whole bunch of people in here. But the enemy always will try to make you feel. Let me tell you another way he gets you. Let me tell you another way he gets you. You can take this. Take another way. Let me be sitting up here preaching. And in the preaching, I say crazy. And then I look at you. Pastor was time. I saw him look at me. Y'all think I'm kidding, but I'm telling the truth. If you don't get a handle on this, y'all can holler, you can run around this church, you can dance, you can scream, all that stuff. I'm telling you that the majority of you who are sitting in here do not have a handle on your thoughts. I know you don't. You're too depressed. You're too moody. You're too up and down. You're not stable. You're double-minded. That's why you are unstable in what? Jesus. Up today, down tomorrow. Committed today, not committed tomorrow. Come up here, I'm faithful. Pastor, I got you. I love you until I hear something about you. Enemy can let you walk right out of here. People think I'm a, against prayer. I'm not against it. I want us to pray. I want you to receive deliverance. I'm just tired of seeing y'all falling and get up to crazy. Tired of that. You ought to be tired of it. You done stood in a thousand prayer lines. Two million fast. And then had everybody intercede for you. <laughs> Nothing has changed. Because God told me, you remember Philippians 4, he said, think on these things. He said, I'm telling you to put your subconscious mind on cruise control. When you set your car at a certain speed, all you got to do is direct it. Your mind ain't set on good report. Virtue. 
pray. You, 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 keep, you keep pressing the brakes. You, you keep doing stuff and it's pulling you out of that place. Because you won't keep your mind. I will keep you. I'll do my part, but you got to keep your what? Where's your mind? I tell you, I was talking to somebody. I said, there are questions that you ask. There are questions that some of you ask that I know you're not interested in having peace because you're only interested in your question getting answered. And most of y'all problem is you don't have peace until you have understanding. But he's trying to give you a peace. That surpasses what? If you if you need understanding to have the peace, watch this. It ain't the peace of God. Because his peace surpasses. Lord, I, Lord, I don't, un, I don't understand nothing going on. I don't get this. I have no clue what you are doing with my life. But I want you to know I trust you. And because Beshe, I trust you, you promise me I will not be put to shame. Oh, I feel a praise in here. You promise me I will not be disappointed. And on the strength of that word, I have nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. You're not a man. Standing on your feet all over this room. Sorry for being a little over time. Just give me a couple. Everyone's standing. Everyone's standing. Everyone's standing. If you're not saved, get up here. The good shepherd is here. And all he wants you to do is receive his love today. So if you're not saved, get up here. If you're a backslider, run up here. And if you need a church home, you need a pastor, you need somebody to help you keep your mind in the right place and give you Bible knowledge. We don't want you to leave here the same way you came. So if you're not saved, come up here. Thank you for listening. Visit our website for more information to stay connected with the ministry of Prophet Brian Karn at briancarn.com or kingdomcitychurch.com.